Welcome to take three of episode of eight episode eight of the Outage Couch Podcast. Gab Street Podcast. Michelin Man <laughs> is still not here. We're, we're trying to get him on, but uh, yeah, um, our, we we have quite a packed guest yeah. schedule. We're we're on take three because of two reasons. Several reasons. Several right? reasons now. First reason, uh, we tried to record on a measly little school laptop. Oh no, because we tried to use After the, the first regular, laptop yeah. kicked its pants. We used our regular laptop. So we are down two mm-hmm. laptops now. We uh, This operation is costing a lot more than we thought. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's, uh, it's very intense. It's an intense project, but we're going to get through it. Yep. Yeah, and the second reason why we are on take three and not two it's because I left my fucking fan running. So that um, in the background. yeah, it was in the background for a good minute and a half, but that's enough to be a problem. So Alright, we're back yeah, at it. We're, we're back gonna... at it. We're gonna recreate the entire episode just for you, word for word. We wrote it down. No, we didn't. We're just gonna we're gonna riff again and it's gonna be good riff. But before we get into our topics today, Corey, we do have a very special message. We do have a special sponsor. We're finally sponsored. We are finally sponsored. We're finally sponsored. This episode of the Gab Street Podcast is sponsored by the Green Room. The Green Room has so graciously offered to sponsor us and returning for getting their name out there, because the thing about the Green Room is that they are not officially open for business yet. They will be open at the end of the year. And they are an Ohio-based shop where they will be selling products from t-shirt to tobacco products, kind of similar to a Spencer's if you've ever been to one of those. Uh, You can keep up to date with how the Green Room is doing and where and when you'll be able to shop at one of those stores if you keep up to date with the podcast. Thank you once again, Green Room, for sponsoring the Gab Street Podcast. Yes, uh, as our first official sponsor. It's very exciting. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, I'm very cool with that happening, you know? Maybe we'll get them to carry official Gab Street t-shirts, Gab Street mugs, that, you know, sell the street possibly. sign, sell the I street sign itself. Might be able to work something out. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, another special message I would like to put out there. Um, we are accepting music submissions uh, for our transition music. Right now, we are only accepting submissions from Columbus musicians. Uh, we have had one episode where we used a music from someone from Dallas. Uh, that is a special exception. We are only using from Columbus for now, and for this episode, the music that is being used, other than our intro music, which is provided by the lovely Jay Rawls, that song is called Time Tunnel, but the uh, interim music today is provided by Static Res, and if you are a fan of Columbus hip-hop and the scene surrounding it, and you do not listen to Static Res, you, my good friend, are a walking L. So, uh, we... We, we need you to check out Static Res. He released his project, Be Good, uh, about three months ago, something like that. Um, definitely an unskippable project. I've been listening to it since it came out. Static Res is also just a great fucking dude in general, and I hope we can eventually have him on this podcast. Uh, but go ahead and check out his music. Search S-T-A-T-I-C space Res on any music. I believe he's on Spotify and SoundCloud. I don't know if he's on YouTube or not. He might have something on there. But that is where you'll find his music. Please check him out. We also have taken other submissions. Uh, We have a local uh, polka trio that actually submitted some tracks. They do Oktoberfest every year, and they write songs about Dayton and stuff. So uh, (laughs) they're called the Route 161 Happy Wanderers, which is fucking fantastic. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to use their music for the next episode next week. And if you guys are interested in sending us your music submissions, you can contact us at theoutagecouch at gmail.com. That is our business email that we're currently using. Uh, if you have anything that you also want to hear us talk about on the podcast, you can contact that at that same email or get a hold of us via Twitter at gabs underscore street on Twitter. And you can also comment in the YouTube comment section we see the youtube comments we definitely do do not fret uh if you leave a suggestion for what to talk about we will at least consider it and if uh if we don't want to talk about it we'll try to give you a reason uh but uh yeah suggest stuff there suggest stuff on our what else do we have on our email email we have Twitter. twitter youtube email Suggest stuff on there. We will listen, uh, and we would like to. We, we we would like to receive a lot of suggestions for what to talk about. So, uh, 
please do so. That'd be awesome. And speaking of what people have gotten in contact to us with about, uh, there is a, a Reddit forum. Yes. That shares a very similar name and similar color scheme. It's not on Reddit. Is it? Uh, it's not Reddit. It's a specific website, a standalone website, I, I actually. I think they're also on Reddit. Are they really? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this is something we want to address this episode pretty early on, just uh, because we are not associated with them at all. There is apparently a community on the internet that uses the word gab in their title as well. And they use green a lot. We also use green because it's a street sign. Yeah. But they are all about white supremacy and white nationalism. And uh, we are in no way or shape associated with that community whatsoever. We have never had contact with any of the members. And to those of you who let us know that that is a thing that could possibly come up, uh, thank you very much for letting us know. If anything else of the sort comes up like that, we would also like to know because we don't want to be associated with those types of groups. Yeah, we wanted to make sure that we get we let you guys know now and let everybody let let everybody know now that we are not associated with them because we don't want more people to think that we are and then contact us about it. So that way, when we eventually confront it, it just seems like we're trying to cover our asses. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, you can tell that the kind of content we put out and what they're putting out we aren't it's politicized yeah. at all yeah yeah what's the what we're, we're trying to steer away from anything that is mainly political or religious because that is a good way to lose a good chunk of audience when you get into stuff like that yeah so we're trying to play it safe with that kind of stuff so we are in no way associated associated with that group and we just want to let you guys know that um so and, along with our audience talking about audience uh we would like to put out there some uh, some milestones that we've hit. Yes, you guys are fucking amazing. We are up 150% this month in terms of overall consumption, in terms we of are. watch and listens. Um, we have over 500 listens now, I believe. Close, like 560-something. Yeah, 568 yeah. to be exact, I believe. So uh, keep listening. Um, and the best way you can help us improve our numbers as well, if you really enjoy us, uh, spread the word about us, please. If there's anyone in your life, friends, enemies, mortal enemies even, family, family that is mortal enemies with you, uh, just if you think they'd be interested in things that we talk about and the content we put out there, uh, just let them know about Gab Street Podcast. And uh, yeah, you guys can find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts now, I guess it is, uh, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, and now apparently we're on Player FM. Player FM, uh, several other small things that... Uh, Thankfully, the audience has actually gotten us on because we didn't. Because I yeah, didn't we, we didn't put yeah. anything so on there. Our, so yeah, we, they took our RSS feed from or our link from a, our Podbean account and added us to some other places, so that even more people can listen to us. If you don't have a lot of these subscription services that we've mentioned before, so thank you very much for putting us on there. Uh, if you're listening, whoever put us on uh, Player.fm, we really appreciate that. So because apparently that's a a widespread. Um, I honestly never heard of it. I never heard of it either, but uh, apparently it's a way that puts it in a very uh, palatable format Mm -hmm. for everybody to listen to. If you guys can think of any other platforms you want to hear us on, let us know, and we'll do our best to uh, branch out so that everybody can hear some of uh, what Gab Street has to spew. We will bribe them. We will probe them. We will do whatever we need to do uh, to have our content distributed more. Um, We will stop at nothing. We are relentless. Yes. It's funny, man. Relentless. We are relentless. Is the uh, I'm part of this Twitch group, where what we do is that in order to like help grow our following, we're kind of like a small streamer community where we kind of like follow each other. And if we're going live, then we like will post in the uh, Discord yeah. chat, letting so that way we can get a few followers to get us started for the night. And uh, and everybody's tag that we put in our titles is hashtag We are relentless. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, I guess uh, we can. Add that to our list of things. Yeah. Nice. So uh, we mentioned our platforms, how to get to us, uh, a few milestones. In in uh, tandem with uh, being interacted with and having someone reach out to us, uh, Gage, is it story time? It is story time. Uh, he fucked me with a toothbrush, Corey. I, um, I made that joke previously, and I just thought it was... Jackson that, that did nothing video. of the sort, Gage. Oh, my God. 
Good lord. Why would you accuse a man? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, I it, while we were at Wait, lunch sorry. With Quick shout out. I Jackson did this shout out last time. Jackson Sloan too, but uh, shout out Zay Crypto first of all. Uh, he was part of our episode five. He has done. He has gone out of his way. He has been out of this world in promoting what we do. He has taken videos of people on the street, people at his work, family members, saying on video. Uh, Gab Street podcasts is at least listenable. Um, <laughs> no, but he's he's been promoting us by having people actually say that on video and uh, you know put, putting real effort into getting us out there. They had a fucking baby. They did say that they Gab's, had a baby to say Gab Street is dope. It was slightly incoherent, but he, uh, he it got happened eventually. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was very exciting. Yes, we were shitting our pants. Watching this stuff. It's great when you, you're seeing people send us pictures and posting pictures on their, like, Instagram story of them saying, like, starting the day off right with, like, a picture of a Gab Street. Yeah. On, playing on YouTube or Spotify or whatever. It, it's really cool. It warms our hearts, man. Yeah. It's, we love it. Um, but anyway. Yes, uh, story time. Last week when uh, we had the episode with Jackson Sloan go up, and before we recorded the episode, we went out to lunch, and while we were at lunch, I was I got uh, an interesting Instagram message by somebody with the username BigBossNWord and some numbers. Uh, very interesting, and kind of took a look at it, and it was this guy with uh, kind of living that baller life, I guess, and uh, I was getting messages from him saying, hey, how would you like to earn somewhere between $1,500 and $5,500? Big gap, man. Big gap. That's um, weird. <laughs> and I was like, and I just said, how? And he's like, uh, basically what I do is that I, for people helping me out, I like to reward them with a lot of money. And it was like, okay, how would I be helping you? Yeah. And, uh, and then it would just continue. Toothbrush. He basically, <laughs> he basically <laughs> just kept repeating himself saying that I would be making a lot of money, but he never would like say what I would be doing. And okay. so you helped him, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And now I'm, you know. Now you're filthy fucking rich. Now I'm filthy rich. <laughs> um, but no, I eventually the guy contacted me again and he was like, hey, listen, I'm some uh, small music producer out of Detroit. I've ran into some legal trouble and uh, I don't want the state taking my money away. And so what I do is that I pay people to hold on to my money for me. And. It, Here, it was hold this. Yeah, it, basically, <laughs> it was a it was basically a money laundering scheme, is what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, and so he was like saying, "Is like, oh, don't worry, it's super legit. You'll make a bunch of money." Here's a picture of one of my clients' bank accounts. For some reason, he had a picture of somebody's bank account, which I knew was bullshit because yeah. who gives out their bank information like that where you right. can see all their statements? And I was like, and I said, and he was like, "You realize it doesn't make any sense that you would have this information, right?" Well, it just shows he's trustworthy, man. Yeah, <laughs> somebody would give him that info. And now I'm a millionaire, but no, it's, <laughs> um, but no, it just didn't make any sense. I don't have the actual conversation anymore because you know money laundering is illegal, and I didn't want to be associated with this. Um, Shit's bad. It, yeah, it's yeah. And, don't don't put money through the washing machines, man. Yeah, it's not it good. was it was so stupid. It was like I don't even know if it was like a bot. I don't think it, it was like pretty elaborate to be a bot, but at the same time, there was no punctuation used whatsoever to make me. It was it was difficult to get what this motherfucker was putting down, because <laughs> um, it was just like I was reading it in a bunch of different ways. Because oh my god, it was awful. But I I don't know if it was like some kind of very sophisticated bot or if somebody was really just trying to like scam me or whatever the hell this was it, it was it was interesting i've never had such like an elaborate scam dude if you're gonna scam somebody scam them right dude right like at least use proper english like and if you're gonna scam me right i want to be scammed properly okay and you and i have both had experience with craigslist yes scammers. we have um this this guy uh i mean admittedly this was probably the dumbest thing i've ever done but potentially potentially <laughs> um that TV that I gave you a little bit ago, yeah. I was trying to sell it on Craigslist, and because I'm greedy, I would I put it up for three hundred dollars, hoping somebody would grab. Um, and you know, I mean, why not? If 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 there's a possibility, you know, start I off guess. with that, yeah, and then lower it later. So that's not the dumb part. Um, but the dumb part was that somebody emailed me uh, in response to the offer, and they said, uh, "I will pay you four hundred dollars." for this TV so the extra hundred is so that you take down the listing yeah 
so that no one else uh, can put an offer on it. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds great. And I took down the fucking listing like a dumbass. And uh, they told me, yeah, man, I'll message you or I won't. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a money order uh, in or like a cashier's check or whatever in the fucking mail. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a great idea. I've never gotten money like that before. Yeah. And um, turns out uh, I'm a millionaire now. But uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's like those Nigerian prince scams. Exactly. Like, Dude, I'm supporting so many. You yeah. have no idea. I'm such a nice guy. I'm just a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but this guy is like, so I live in Kentucky, and I'm going to mail you some money through a money order, and then and then I'm going to send the guy, with, and it's not going to be me, and it's going to be with the truck, and he's going to pick it up, and you're going to pay him some of the money, and then, and then I'm going to give you the rest of the money later. And then I was like, I'm sorry, where do the blocks fit in the holes here? Like, I don't really, I feel like I'm in kindergarten. You're leading me on here. Can we just meet up? Yeah. Like, for the love of God? Like, dude, this is dumb. This is convoluted. And uh, I ended up giving them a little too much uh, personal information. Yeah, I know. And, uh, well, we haven't had any spare bullets uh, going through the windows. No no bricks with notes on them. No bricks with notes on them. No pieces of paper. Uh, no, uh, no take in three moments, so we're okay. I'm okay so far. It's been a while. But uh, yeah. for rule number one of Craigslist, if it, somebody offers you more money than you were scam. offering it for, you bet your ass. If somebody offers to pay with a check, it's a scam. If Especially a, if they plan to mail it to you. Mail it. If it's a cashier's check, if it's a money order, only take physical cash in person. Or like Venmo or whatever, and if even if it is going to be like a Venmo or PayPal transaction, make sure that the transaction is complete during the meetup. Exactly. And if you are going to meet somebody, make sure and it's a very public area. Um, I've had a similar experience when I was trying to sell a laptop. Somebody got a somebody or something got a hold of me, saying, "Hey, I'll pay you." Thing. I don't know. I could. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was but, a lizard man. Yeah. <laughs> somebody got a hold of me and was like, "Hey, I'll give you extra money to take it down, and I'll send you a check." And I was like, "That's not going to work for me." And then. Yeah, and it was like uh, it was like a conflicting name and a conflicting email. Like the things didn't quite match up with who they were saying that they were. Yeah, and it, and it was just it was the Queen of England, basically. It yeah. was the Nigerian prince. But he, but the, they arrived and it was actually Joe Rogan. Oh my god! Oh wow. My god. Yeah. So, Eventually, somebody did buy that laptop for me though, like really? a legit person. Yeah, that's cool. So a legitimate non-lizard person. Yes. It's pretty rare nowadays. He could have been wearing a mask though, so I don't. It might have been a lizard person. Could have been a very good. Uh, Argonian. Yeah, Argonian. <laughs> the lusty Argonian maid bought a laptop from you. Yeah. Shout out Mike and his Elder Scrolls lore knowledge. The lore um, expert himself. The lore expert. Don't you have the hat too? I have a hat because he yes. bought two. He bought two hats. They say lore expert because he's so invested in his Fallout and Elder Scrolls lore. So he bought one of them, and for some reason he got a second one that had like the colors inverted, and he was just like, "Hey, I got a second one. You want one?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want a hat." Let's talk about the new Elder Scrolls game. I don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, the mobile, right? It's a mobile Elder Scrolls game. If What's it ever, called? It's called Elder Scrolls Blades. Okay. Uh, if you don't know the Elder Scrolls series, it's like Skyrim, Oblivion. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, God Howard. It's really interesting because it's, yeah, uh, it's basically like Skyrim on a phone, yeah. basically. And like the graphics look really good. The so game they sold it to you nice. again. They did. But it was free. <laughs> it was free though. And I, it's in early access right That's now. That's how they get you. Yeah. But like only a handful of people got a hold of it because you had to like sign up for it when they had it. So like only a few people were, have access to the early access and I was just happened to be one of them. Um, but I've only played a little bit of it, and from I've pl- from what I've played, I really like it because I never like was extensive like a huge player when it came to like the Elder Scrolls games. I was always more of a Fallout kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, I've never actually beaten a Fallout game, unfortunately. I came really close to beating Fallout Three. It's just hard for me to find the time to really sit down and grind through and really finish those games because I don't really sit down and like. I know some people will play the main story and then go do the side quest later. Yeah. I'm someone who kind of does the side quests? Oh, same dude. To like as I progress through the story too. I do 
as many side quests as I can before progressing in the story. I was trying to do that with Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to complete all the side quests that I could before I had to move on to the next main story bit. But eventually I was just kind of like, you know what? I am not going to have a lot of time to play this game. I'm just going to beat the story now and do the side quest later. Yeah. But now it's one of those things where like now that I've completed the main story, I don't have nearly as much... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Motivation to go back and like finish the side quests because... I don't know. That's just kind of how it always is with me. Like, I don't really go back and finish side quests. I'm more just kind of like, I'll finish the side quests as I go and then kind of just work my way through the main story when it comes to video games. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I played uh, I played a bit of Oblivion. I played a bit of Skyrim. I've never played Morrowind, even though it was free recently. I forgot to grab it. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls Arena, though, um, top shit, hot, yes. Uh, game of the Decade. Game of the Decade? Was it released in the 90s? <sighs> was it? It was a game of last decade. I don't know. Maybe. You've been playing a lot of Sekiro, right? Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Shadows Die Twice. Also known as Sekiro, Cory Dies a Lot. And uh, that game's hard as shit, dude. Like, Is it as hard as the Dark Souls games? Harder. Really? Um, well, okay. There are, are multiple reasons why it's harder. And this is something that Jim Sterling made a point of uh, on his video about Sekiro. But... The, the play style in Sekiro is, uh, it's very straightforward and there's one play style only that you can really do. And that is being super aggressive and blocking super aggressively and it's like super fast paced. Whereas in Dark Souls, there are so many different loadouts and so many different builds that you can do that allow you to play the game differently and how you enjoy it. I've always gone for a strength build in Dark Souls games where I just have, like, you know, a giant fucking hammer or a giant mace, and I just pound dudes into the ground. <laughs> Sekiro, you have a sword that you attack really quickly with, and that's it, you know? Like, that's the only offensive thing you have, other yeah. than some attachments to your prosthetic arm. Uh, and those are pretty dope if you use them right, but that's not, like, a primary thing. That's to help you use your sword properly, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, that, that's the difficulty with it. And it's just, the timing is so hard and it's so fast paced and every enemy, even if it's a tiny grunt can destroy you mm -hmm. in seconds. So, yeah. you know, if you just got to do it right and you have the dark souls games too. I yeah. Know that. I have the first two. I played like a couple minutes of the first one. I think I've like played through like the first boss, but I just... It's one of, I have such an extensive video game collection that I, and I, I'm a, a kind of a collector, mm. so when I get a new game, I kind of play that for a while, and then I'll get a new one and play that, so I don't really take the time and focus on a single game, and then move on to another one, I'm kind of just like, I'll play whatever I feel like at the time, and I'm, I'm very, like, ADD when it comes to video games, like, I was just like, if it doesn't pique my interest within, like, a few minutes, I probably won't play it. Fair I'll probably enough. switch to something else. Yeah. Um, that was Witcher 3 for me. I played Witcher 3 for about... Uh, it's a weirdly long amount of time to play it without being interested, but it was about seven hours. <laughs> well, right. a game like that that has like a 60-hour campaign. Right. Well, now I'm 60 hours in, but I, I played it for seven hours at first, and I was like, what am I doing? And I, it, it was just so slow, and the combat was a lot different from what I'm used to, and I quit playing it for about six months, and then I came back to it, and I was like, shit, this is, I'm rediscovering this. This is my game now. So yeah. I just kind of, I, I just blasted through most of it. And uh, I still haven't finished it, but it's a great game. Looking for some options that you know I've been missing. Yeah, yeah. Going different direction. And I'm speaking terms unless you want conversations. Speaking of uh, video games, video games are very much associated, at least they have been for a while. Not so much kind of now, but a more introverted crowd. And I think yeah. we, should, we wanted to talk about a little kind of introverted, extroverted, and our experience with both both kind of social types. Would you say you're ex introverted or extroverted? I spent a majority of my life being very introverted. I was someone that was very comfortable being by myself, doing my own thing. Um, as I went into more of the, like, middle, as, like, the middle school times, I kind of started to go through a transformation period because people would very often bring up the fact that I was a 
like a loner kids would like on the playground and stuff would see me kind of by myself like drawing or just kind of sitting there by myself and like would almost kind of like make fun of me for being a loner so i feel like i was almost kind of forced intru into this like extroverted type personality i still have like uh somewhat of like introverted features like i don't know if features is the right word but i'm someone <laughs> literary <that's>, features yeah, <laughs> i'm someone who's like very comfortable being around people but i'm also kind of for the most part still being okay doing my own thing yeah um for a while people were just like even like teachers were kind of like hey we noticed that you're not really like participating or like saying a lot and is like and people thought like something was wrong with me i guess yeah i don't know but like there's just parts, even when I'm hanging out with some people, my brain will, like, after a while, just kind of shut down, and I'll still kind of just drift into my own thoughts. Um, not, like, I don't know, it's just, even though I'm with people and want to be around people, I don't have the motivation to interact with people. It's yeah. a weird thing. I still like, like, interacting and hanging out and being a social person, but at the same time, I'm still comfortable doing my own thing because I have other things that I can be doing in my time but i do have those times where even if i am by myself i have those times where it's like you know what, maybe i'm gonna go catch a movie with a friend instead of sitting here and play fallout or whatever yeah i uh i've definitely been uh, extroverted my entire life but when you were talking about the class participation thing mm -hmm. uh i've never been a huge hand raiser either i don't think that's really any uh sort of indicator of uh introversion or extroversion because that's a weird environment to be in yeah you know because most of the time for me if i'm in a classroom most of my high school career i haven't been super uh, familiar with most of the people in my class so obviously if i'm with a group of friends i'm willing to say stuff and answer things but i have to be pretty comfortable in that but if i'm with a group of people that i like my work, for example, my job most of the time is speaking to large groups of people. Right. You know, I, I run through the same spiel every time, but it's a presentation. I have to present for about 15 minutes uh, per group. So it's every 15 minutes I'm giving a long presentation. And uh, that's come very, uh, very comfortably to me. I'm very comfortable with that. And I feel like that's a very extroverted thing to be comfortable with. Um, I know... Uh, actually, my dad is a, more of an introverted guy, and he has put a lot of work into being comfortable pu with public speaking. And I'm still nervous right before a public speech. Yeah. You know, but one, one thing I've noticed is that if I say I'm nervous to the audience, it really helps things. Mm -hmm. uh, I do that pretty much every time, not at work, but if I'm doing a school presentation or something yeah. like that i'll be like i ah, just getting that nervous energy out by right. laughing and i, I you know? feel like that at your job considering you work at an axe throwing facility telling people that you're a little nervous is probably not, not the greatest <laughs> thing to it's do. probably not a good confidence booster <laughs> it's like a, it's like you're at a shooting range it's like so some of you are probably gonna die today like it's just kind of <laughs> like that's not how it works <laughs> Um, just to put it out there uh, dueling axes has yet to have a single axe related injury the only injury we've ever had is someone Trip. tripping on a bag and landing on their knee. So, uh, you know, let's, uh, I say that's pretty decent for what we run. But, yeah, we're it's a, it's a safe sport. So we recommend you come in and throw for an hour or two. It's a great time. Uh, I might coach you if you come in. Yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. And then you, you and Corey can talk about how much y'all love Gab Street. Exactly. Uh, I will be wearing... Not my work uniform, but my Gap Street uniform, and uh, my bosses will tell me off, but uh, it'll be okay, because uh, I'm just wrapping the merch, man. Well, I, my job requires me to wear a shirt and tie, Yeah, because it's all fancy-like. Oh, we, you know what we got to start doing? we got to start selling Gap Street ties. Gap Street ties? Yes. Do you think people would buy those? I would. Yeah? I, wear, I could wear it, wear it to work. You wear it to work? I wear it to work because I got to wear a shirt and tie. I'm sure you could de design a custom tie. Or like a button-up shirt, but it just has like the Gap Street like plate yeah. all over it. Damn. Like a, Good idea. We're, we're, let's like keep... Yeah. plaid, but with the Gap Street street sign. Pressing that archive button, we're making it real. By the way, there are Gap Street leggings now. Uh, just... Yeah, if you check out the Redbubble store, look us up on Gap Street. There's like... 
getting like a proper URL to like your Redbubble portfolio is such a pain in the ass. Like yeah. it's, you have to like, it's for a certain, like, I think you have to do like redbubble.com slash portfolio slash like the user who sells it. I've, it's such, because when I tried to put in like a simple URL to, for people to follow to get like my merchandise for the stuff that I sell, it's like such a pain because I never quite know what the exact user or like the exact, uh, url i should be putting down i have to like go to the website and like there's just like yeah it's like we're looking at it right now it's like breadbubble.com slash people slash hodot is where you can see all of the gab street stuff yeah on on that profiler's gab street uh i made some stuff out of some travel photography that i've taken as well so you can check that out too i've received one favorite so uh you know i'm, I'm getting up there you know um but if you search on redbubble gab street logo uh, that will come up and there are stickers there are t-shirts there are leggings now there are clocks i didn't enable clocks never mind if you want clocks we're gonna have to reach about a thousand listens we got mugs we got mugs, we got mugs though we gotta you, get mugs for when we start doing video podcasts we can be those pricks that have their own like merch <laughs> in the background and like and drinking out of yeah, mugs one milestone we'd like to hit if we hit a thousand listens we'll get a fucking street we're sign. getting the street sign we're going to have an official street sign that says Gab Street. We're going to own our own street, and uh, you'll be able to drive through my bedroom. It'll be great. Uh, just careful of the walls. My room's about as wide as a car, so, uh, you know. As we progress in terms of popularity, the street will be re- relocated. So we'll start at the <laughs> hilltop and work our way up to Upper Arlington. <laughs> Perfect. What's our, what's our auto shop? What's going to be on there? Our auto shop? Yeah, we, we got to own an auto shop. We're going to be you know, set up in the hilltop. Is that how it works? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's get 3C Body Shop to uh, sponsor us. How about that? that would, fuck, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's talk about introversion, extroversion, as it relates to social media. Mm-hmm. Just because... I feel like that's created a whole new paradigm of things uh, as opposed to the past. Whereas, you know, before it was a fucking carrier pigeon. Like, you couldn't, like, <laughs> it wasn't like uh, send nudes, babe, and it would come back in like three weeks. Like, it's that's a fucking painting. It's <laughs> a fucking charcoal it's drawing. It's a portrait. It <laughs> uh, send portraits, babe. Um, but. You know, now you can have, you know, delightful conversations um, with telepresence. And stuff like that. Who uses telepresence? That's not... You use Skype and Discord, you know? TeamSpeak. TeamSpeak. TeamSpeak died when te- when Discord happened. Yeah. RIP TeamSpeak. But, uh, but anyway, back to social media. Yeah. I feel like there people talk about this social pressure of being on social media. And having and, followers. And, and having followers yeah. and having a, a presence. I People talk about this a lot, but I don't think... I haven't, in the real world at least, I haven't seen this be, like, a real thing, to be honest. Yeah. And just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it, you know... I was like, oh, I haven't seen it, so it's not real. <laughs> but it's like... Well, we're not part of that realm, I feel like. Yeah, but, like, you know, people at school aren't giving each other shit because someone has a thousand followers and the other person only has, like, a like hundred. You know? Like, I would. People, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I feel like you're... Like, this whole terms of, like... I, clicks in high school still kind of exist, but I don't think they, ex- at least in our environment, don't exist to the extent that people, like, might see them in media. Yeah. Um, like, not in a Netflix show that's right. trying to represent high yeah. school. Like, you know I can I mean? have a conversation about something with somebody that might be considered a jock the same way I might be able to have a conversation with you about something. Exactly. Um, I, like, it's, to, to... I feel like it's stupid to think of somebody as less or more because of some kind of social media following or because they belong to a certain social group. I feel comfortable interacting with just about anybody just because I can relate with them because we're a student at a certain – we go to the same place. I feel like I And we're humans. We're humans. We're I feel humans like I too. can – like I'm somebody that I feel like I could, con- I could conversate with just about anybody on any kind of topic to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're doing a podcast. And that's why we're doing a Where podcast. Where we have guests come on. Right. Yes. Um, One thing that uh, I like to mention about social media uh, is certain people posting everything. 
you know? And the worst are the people that post on their Instagram and Snapchat stories where you can see, especially on Instagram, where you can see like the thing at the top, how many things they've added to their story. Yeah. And you just see all across the screen. So fucking Morse code at this point. They're trying to, they're sending help. It's an SOS with Morse code at the very top of the thing. I got no ceilings, no more. But there's a difference that I'll recognize between people like Jake Paul, who are making, bad example, but he's making a living out of that, and that's a form of content that people are engaging with, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine to a certain extent. I don't support what he does, really, because it's pandering to children and you know there are some times where i remember he and rice gum started uh like promoting gambling to children and stuff but i think that was more like rice gum and some other like csgo streamer yeah uh jake paul took part in it though did he yeah it was the same website but anyway they were i mean they, they put out bad stuff sometimes but they're using it as a platform for content creation and people engage in that kind of content and i can respect People enjoying things, because why would I not let someone enjoy things, you know? Like, that's kind of fucking stupid. But then there are the people who gain nothing from it, really, who post, like, here's my breakfast, here's my lunch, here's my dinner, here's my fourth meal, here's here's me taking a shit. Like, it's just... Yeah, these are, like, the internet influencers, and I feel like with posting everything about your life on social media takes away any kind of sense of privacy and I feel and like some people and you see these stories of some people and like vloggers and other influencers that in a sense don't kind of hate it because they have no privacy and shout out to Gap Street episode one we were talking about social privacy yeah anyway go ahead (laughs) Uh, (laughs) throwback yeah but these people that are they've become that's how they've made their living that's how they've grown their audiences by showing every aspect of their life to everybody i feel like uh jesse ridgeway or mcjugganargets has gotten around this by geniusly implementing story and narrative into the vlog lights style because from 2012 to 2016 he did what was called the psycho series where he created a almost like reality tv like show um where his dad would like destroy his shit and like kick him out of the house and stuff and it was he would he would like it were like daily vlogs, but he had like this really deep, almost narrative to what he was doing. And I feel like if you're gonna, especially in how YouTube is nowadays, that's the perfect way to get it to people. Is because the whole like uh, traditional filmmaking and narrative style videos that you might have seen back in the day with like sketch comedy and like. Smosh and Nigahiga in Corridor Digital, that unfortunately seems like it's really beginning to fade away. Yeah. Um, you still see stuff like stuff from them on the trending page for once in a while, but you're not going to see it as often as people that are doing more like in front of a webcam or in front of a, a vlog camera type style. And I feel like I would like Jesse Ridgeway Psycho series, I feel like was the best way to tell a story was to reach into this medium that everybody began to follow. What do you think's more effective at putting a message out there for people to follow? Is it that format, or is it like a traditional format such as a film with a moral, you know? Like, what gives you an easier role model to, to follow? Uh, well, it's, it's easier for people to go off of what's being talked about in a vlog because you're, there's no hidden message. It's a direct message because yeah. it's literally someone talking to a camera because if you watch a narrative or a film, that requires people to think, and not a lot of people are willing to do that nowadays is from what I can tell. <laughs> you don't have to do a literary analysis <laughs> to figure out that you shouldn't shoot people. Like, you just, you know, it's not the way it should be. Right. Um, but McJogger Nuggets did end up shooting his dad. So where does that bring us today, huh? That was, um, yeah, that was kind of the point in the series where even, like, there were people who thought the whole thing was real up until that point. Yeah. Um, and he, he tried to do things with... He did a series called My Virtual Escape where he did a series that was a lot more... It was more scripted and narrative. It was a lot more narrative. But it still followed the, like, vlog-style camera work where it was, 
like rather than jump cutting between characters in a piece of dialogue, it was the camera panning back and forth, which to an extent, if you're trying, because it has that vlog type format, so I kind of see where he's going with, but for the story that he was trying to tell, I feel like he could have done it a lot differently. I think that camera style works only if you're doing it in like a fast-paced action scene. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, guy's talking over here, and the guy's talking over here, and it's like they're shooting at somebody. Like, you know, that kind of... But if you're doing dramatic dialogue, I yeah. yeah, it's... Like, Tarantino wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's... You know, the godfather of long dialogue scenes, yeah. you know? That's not your taste. As we sit here with literally four Tarantino posters up in the room. Did y'all know that the studio has uh, a Django Unchained, a Pulp Fiction, a Hateful Eight, and Inglorious Bastards poster on the wall next to us? That is uh, my room, and that's what we have. I'm a huge fan of Tarantino films. Siri yeah. just picked up like half of our conversation. That's amazing. <laughs> what does it have? Uh, Hold so, on. Hey Siri, is that what a lot more... Oh, fuck. Okay, it deleted itself. All right, but Damn. anyway, it had like a whole like, two paragraphs of stuff that it picked up from my phone. That that's funny. So, But uh, I'm a huge fan of Tarantino, but I'm not nearly as much of a film buff as you are. Yeah. So. I haven't seen... I mean, I've seen a good chunk. I haven't seen all of Tarantino's movies. I want to see all of them. I think... I'm trying to think. I haven't seen... I saw like 20 minutes of Reservoir Dogs. Really? And I, just, I think something... I think I like fell asleep during it or something, but I didn't get I don't get know how you could fall asleep during that film. I think but, I must have yeah. been really fucking tired, but I, I haven't seen <laughs> The Glorious Bastards. I've seen Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, the both of the Kill Bill movies. Just uh, two weeks ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I haven't seen Django. Django's good. There's that one movie... I think What was it called? Our Jackie Brown. Sam, Jackie Brown, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen there that, was that one, actually. other one that he did with Kurt Russell that our friend Sam was talking about. Uh, that, like, Grindhouse film. Um, I don't know. Fuck, I don't remember. But it was, like, it was like the one film that he made that wasn't really well-received. Well yeah. And, like, he doesn't really count it as was part it of his... Was it Death Proof? Yes, that's what it was. That's what it is. It was, uh, he, like, doesn't really count it as part of his, like... When he, like... Because when it says, like, this film, like, number film by Quentin Tarantino, like, he doesn't really count that one. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, I, I want to catch up on his stuff. Sure. He's a very interesting human being. Well, we'll do it eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on the podcast. Quentin Quint Tarantino Quint on Gab Streets. If you listen to us in secret, please. I'm the excited child. I be living in sound. Regular everyday shit. That's all I'm rapping about. That's how you move around. That's how you move around. Regular everyday shit. No, I just got to sit down. But speaking of you know, making stuff and just putting movies out there and not on the level of Tarantino, obviously, but just being able to release content such as McDugger Nuggets and stuff like that. Yeah. The, what's come with the advent of the internet and faster internet speeds and uh, better access to better equipment to more people, just like this podcast, for instance, is the crazy amount of ease of creative outlet that comes today and the saturation of uh, creative, you know, fields that, that's happening now. And I think that's a great thing. And for one, well, okay, it's a great thing and it's a bad thing, both for a few different reasons. One reason why I see uh, it being kind of negative is that uh, it can, it makes it, a ton more competitive for everything and the standards are a lot higher but that also leads to a good reason why it's a good thing because it provides a higher standard for consumption for people as well so it's pretty uh that that level of competition can be daunting for people it's daunting for us in the podcast community because it's rather easy to create a podcast um but it's difficult to perfect the art of podcasting and the art of making a listenable podcast. Yeah. Um, see, like, if you're just bringing your buddies on a podcast and you're just kind of shooting the shit, you know, it's not always great. It can be. It's all about how you, like, structure and... Um, I mean, you can have people on it just to shoot the shit, but I feel like if you want to reach a more broader audience, you want to have people that are kind of in a like work in a certain field like what we're trying to do like where we have people on that have experience in a certain field we had jackson right. on because he's made a feature-length film and he's currently studying film we've had zay crypto and luke on because they actually participate in the underground music scene same with evan 
and the other guests that we have on exactly. because they actually have experience in a certain field um, and like how you get what I'm getting at. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and it's sometimes the, well, all the time I think, the effort that it takes to get someone who is actually researched, who is a subject matter expert, is always effort well spent, I think. It's always a better idea to grab somebody like that. And as we were talking about with ease of uh, creative outlet, when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to vlogs, when it comes to short films, when it comes to music, everything is easier to make now. Everybody can make a rap song. Mm-hmm. Everybody can make one now. I've made rap music. <laughs> Even I've made rap music, dude. And, like, it's either... It's no longer dictated... By big studios. Right, yeah. exactly. The The access to music, the widespread access to creative outlets is no longer dictated by, well, this dude got a TV deal. Right. It's dictated on how well you can get your content out there. Exactly. And it, your talent, it's good I feel enough. Like, right. And I think if your talent also is kind of a, a huge factor because if you suck, then people are not going to listen to you. But like, but sometimes all, that's why people listen to no, you though. Yeah, I, I know that was, <laughs> I was just going to, I was just about to say that like ice JJ fish, God awful, <laughs> but I love his stuff because it's absolutely hilarious. And oh, that man great. became super famous because of it. Yeah. So we live in an age where like, we live we, in a society. We live in a society. God damn it. <laughs> we, we live in a society where you can be really bad at something, but you're so bad that people are still willing to tune into your stuff because of how bad it is, which I think is fascinating. <laughs> We've created a whole new paradigm of entertainment where... We live in a world of parody, basically. Exactly. We're like... Parody the onion. is as well... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> The Onion's actually skillful uh, satire, obviously, but like, uh, have you? do you follow the subreddit uh, r slash coaxed into a snafu? I do not. Okay, so <laughs> this is a subreddit where they take meme formats that are currently popular and they just draw them in MS Paint and they just do like a shitty like cookie cutter situation of it and they just make fun of the format itself. Nice. Like it looks like shit, but it's hilarious. It's like r slash uh, bone hurting juice where it's just, it's just anti-memes. It's just anti-memes. Yeah. It's just like it follows a specific meme format but just have an anti-joke layered in. Dude, some subreddits out there, man. Oh my God. I well, love what? Reddit. I didn't get into Reddit until like a couple months ago because... Uh, I, I got, I had a subreddit because I was trying to create one for my YouTube channel, like a subreddit for it. And then I just kind of, it just laid dormant until I got a 3d printer and thought I broke it. So I took to some forums and people got back to me really quick. So Reddit. Yeah. How can I fix this? Yeah, basically. And then I just kind of like, oh wow, this is actually really cool. And then I started jumping around to a bunch of different subreddits and. And then you were sucked in. And then I got sucked in. you will never leave. And now I follow r slash spubby. Dude, Spubby's so fucking great. If you don't know what r slash Bubby is, S-B-U-B-B-Y. I like saying that. Uh, It is a subreddit where they take logos of certain companies and certain, like, text graphic design, and and they just just replace it with other shit. With, like, meme text and, like, with, like, meme slogans and shit. Yeah. It's really funny. Like, uh... I can't really think of an example right now. Or it was the original ones, Bubby, eat free. Like, that yeah. shit's just so funny. <laughs> or uh, zombies, eat flesh. Like, yeah, so, stuff yeah. like that, you know. But obviously uh, way better. Like, they'll take the logo of Super Smash Brothers and uh, change it to other stuff. So, yeah. It's, it's a great subreddit. You guys check I it out. I saw one where it was, like, the Nintendo, the old, like, Nintendo stamp seal of approval with, like, the gold and the white. And it said, like, she shat herself. <laughs> <laughs> See, just dumb shit yeah, like that, but it's so funny. Have you I seen the it. meme format where it's like the he lied, like she believed he lied? Yes, people are just Steve. like Steve. <laughs> where they take because like they'll take he lied out of she believed, and then you just what do you have left? Speeve. fourteen year old girls. Oh god, this is so deep. Uh, that's like that's my favorite meme format right now. Yeah, that's great. Meme review. Meme review. We're Gab Street meme review. We're gonna go on PewDiePie's channel, and we're gonna get on there. And we're gonna beat tier series. It's gonna be great. Is that still like a thing that people keep up with? Like, I don't what, know, what is the? I think the count's pretty close, from what I can tell. Like, I don't. Know, I don't care enough to look, honestly. I mean, I know people are saying it's like a big deal because like it's important that PewDiePie stays ahead because otherwise that means that Bollywood is the number one most subscribed. 
Because that's what a T-series is, Bollywood. Why is that a problem, though? Like, I don't understand. Because, um, I don't know, because, like, the... Because it's a huge, like, production studio, like a, like... So it's Holly, more it's like, of, like, a big business over It's like if Hollywood were to take over YouTube. If our... Ho- yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Because I always... The angle that I always saw it presented from and why I never cared was because they people thought India is winning over... Like the entirety no, of India. I think it's, it's it's Bollywood is Holly is Hollywood, but in India. Yeah, and so it, no, I knew it's, that. It's basically like if I think like big production studios are taping taking over the internet or like taking over YouTube, which is supposed to be very independently, yeah, focused on certain creators. And Dude, I, I Slim Dog Millionaire, though. I Dude, might be on. wrong in terms of like that. Why that's the if that might be the whole like conflict. I don't really keep up with it, but I've heard something similar to that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've never really. I'll, I'll be honest. I've never watched PewDiePie. I I've had people show him to me back in middle school, and I just yeah. never got into him. I was always more of a Tabuscus fan. R.I.P. Oh my, that his <sighs> channel has so unfortunately sad. taken such a dip. He's become a set, like a hardcore sad boy ever since that whole scandal with his ex happened. Or like it wasn't really his ex. Like he gave his position on what happened the night that she made that Tumblr post about his friend made that Tumblr post about, but. Yeah. I don't know. There's still a handful of people. I personally don't... I believe, like, some aspects of what people are saying, but not all of them. Um, Chicken Nugget Biscuit. Yeah. He made a second... With the mashed potatoes. He made a second one, but it's literally not really... The lyrics aren't really sauce. any second. It's just two nuggets, two biscuits, <laughs> and it's... I don't it's just, know. It's double the flavor, dude. Double the flavor. It's double the flavor. I yep. went to McDonald's this morning to get did you? breakfast. Did you have some nuggies? I did not. I well, it did was you have like, some McNuggies? No. It was around like 11.30. Yeah. And so they had already like stopped getting all like the good... They have like their all day breakfast, but it's like three different sandwiches you can choose from. Yeah. And so... Are they really sandwiches though? If it's from Mickey D's. Yeah. I mean, McDick's. Mc- sandwiches. Yeah. Thicky really? D's. But uh, my, I got so I just ended up getting because it was like eleven thirty to twelve, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just get a burger and fries." And I was like, "My, I was telling my brother, I was like, what do you want?'" And he's like, "I just want a biscuit and a sausage patty." And I, said, I told them at the drive-through, and she was, they were like, "Just a biscuit, no, just a sausage biscuit, patty, nugget and a biscuit." Sorry, <laughs> that's what it is. And he was like, "Yeah, that was real. his breakfast and a chocolate shake." He got a chocolate shake too. Did you dip it in there? No, he didn't. All right. He didn't even cut the biscuit and have to make like a sandwich or anything. He just ate the fucking sausage patty. That's mildly upsetting. Yeah, I was very disappointed. Like I'm not gonna shit myself angry, but like, right? That's kind of like, eh? Like why? Yeah, yeah. All right, I think that's a, probably a good time to wrap up this episode of the Gad Street Podcast. Thank you so much to Zay Crypto for shouting us out, Static Res for supplying music, and always thank you to our good sponsor this week, the Green Room. Keep in touch for the Gap Street Podcast to hear more about the Green Room and when you can be uh, shopping at one of their fine establishments that'll be set up sometime late this year. Don't forget to send us suggestions. Don't forget to send us music. Don't forget to engage with us. We always love to hear from our audience. Please, please, please send us some messages. Uh, we would love to hear from all of you. So, we will join you again. Next you will join us again next week. And we will have a guest. And we are not announcing yet. Because that's not how we roll. So, we like to keep it a surprise. We do. Sayonara. I love you.